Yeah, what's up? It's I'ma kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Church Information in Open Forum. I'm Ike Steen, your host, sitting in for the Reverend Marion Barnett this morning. And uh, you can join our conversation at 972-647-1893. We're going to dedicate this show to you. We thank you for all your pledges to keep this show on the air. Reverend Barnett did a lot of work. He come down here every Saturday morning for over 30 years to keep this show going. And he did it because this is the voice of the people, church information in open form. We have a lot of stuff we can talk about this morning, but I'm going to let you talk about the topics you like to talk about. We can put some stuff out there. You know, our city manager is resigning, and that's a big issue. we got downtown Dallas flipped upside down at this point now. City manager T.C. Broadnecks did a lot for the southern sector. City manager T.C. Broadnecks brought the first black woman police chief to Texas, which is Chief U. Renee Hall. Chief Renee Hall, before she was forced out of here, or pushed out, however you may want to proceeded, left us with a police oversight and review board. Now that board, as some of us say, well, it's just a dog and pony show. It has no subpoena power. It has no teeth. But it's a beginning. And sometimes we have to take things that don't seem to be that much and make something better out of it because before she came here, we didn't have that. I remember when they started having town hall meetings to put this board together. Uh, it was up in Highland Hills, historical. Highland Hills at the uh, recreation center. I mean, excuse me, library. And North Dallas showed up. People from North Dallas showed up explaining why we didn't need a police oversight review board. Because they didn't want it. And I find it kind of strange that the very people who pushed against it and didn't want this to be in place were the ones who wind up sitting in the seats of this board. And you can join us at 972-647-1893. T.C. Broadnecks, uh, we got a lot of development going on in the southern sectors, especially in the Holland Hills area. Drive through down Simpson Stewart Road and look at all the development that's going on. We got everything over there except a nice grocery store. And I'm pretty sure they're working on that. And don't go for the okie doke people. They pushing him out of here not because he's doing a bad job, because he's doing a great job. He's bringing equity and inclusion to Dallas. At least he brought that game here. It's time for him to go. Look what's going on. Uh, with the police and firefighters are. Right now, their pension is up. They want us to fund a pension that's dead on the scene. The money that we put into the police, firefighters, and pension, uh, firefighters' pension is outrageous. You know, they're they not on a regular 401k like normal working people. 
They got all kind of finances and uh, making millions of dollars. If you look at Mike Mata, the police chief, he's just uh, he's just uh, retired. He's going to get his money and run. So I think I'm have a caller. Yes, sir. We have Tony on line one. Tony on line one. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Tony. I can't hear him. Okay. Tony, if you, you there, Tony? Okay. Tony, call back. We lost you. You're welcome to call back. But I was saying, uh, watch the money, people. Watch the money. Right now, we're going through the bond. They're having town hall meetings. Uh, the bond is coming up. Right now, we're in the 10-year the charter review. Every 10 years, Dallas has a charter review where they look over the charter and they make amendments for changes. They changes the policies and the rules and the laws of how Dallas conducts business in, 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 in this city. And if you really want to get involved with it, call your city council member and ask them how to get into that meeting, whether it's virtual or in person. It's very, very important that you pay attention to this Charter Review Board because right now we have a deputy uh, pro tem and a mayor pro tem, which are both black or African-Americans, however you want to explain it, but they are trying to get rid of those positions in this charter. So I think I have a caller again. I don't want to hold my callers. It's Tony calling back. All right, we're going to try it again. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Tony. Hello? We have another caller. We have Imani on line one. Imani on line one. Let's try Imani. Good morning, Imani. Having some difficulties with my lines this morning. Good morning, Imani. Y'all hang in there with us. We're going to get this straightened out. But uh, I was talking about the charter and some of the things that's going on with the charter. They are attacked in 14 and 1. If you don't know what 14 and 1 is, 14 is 1 when you have 14 districts in the Dallas, 14 city councils, and you have the mayor, which is the 1. Right now, they're trying to put some things together in the charter to eliminate that. They want at-large. They want uh, 20 uh, council members when it's only uh, 14 districts. So when you start moving things around, we come from uh, at-large. We uh, district in Dallas, when people was uh, uh, at-large type of government, shall I say, when people were not being represented properly in the southern sector. That is why we had to go to a, a 14 and 1. So I think we're trying to get our lines straightened out. Uh, I don't want to hold the callers too long. But anyway, uh, we have a lot of things going on. You can join this conversation at 972 647 1893. 
972-647-1893. We got a lot of stuff going on. If you want to talk about the city manager, you want to talk about the mayor, he got his own issues. I'm not going to get off into his personal uh, problems because of his wife and kids. But this situation that he created on himself, uh, everybody know that the mayor flipped over and went Republican and the Democrat voters put him in office, put him in that seat. So he waited until uh, after he got reelected and look like ever since then we start having all kind of problems and situations. Uh, I want y'all to pay attention to the bond and watch these advertisements that come out about the bond. A lot of stuff they're saying about the bond, you know, you get all this, these mail outs from people claiming to be the city of Dallas. Sometimes they're using the city's loco, but they are not the city. They don't represent the city. They are private interests and consultants and, and uh, hold on for a minute. Uh, we got our line straight now. Yeah, it's working. We're good. Okay, who do we have? All right, we have someone on line uh, one. We have Imani on line one. Okay. All right. Brother Axie. Good morning, Imani. Sorry about the difficulties, but we are working. We are working progress. Well, good morning. You know, I used to get, I've been in that studio before, and that's why we need to support it, because I'm hoping one of these days we'll get our own satellite up there and we can run our own show. But I want to tell you something, brother. I appreciate you so much. You are I've been listening to you a long time. You stay on it. You do your homework. You're not, you're very, uh, you know, intelligent about the city and how things work. And uh, I want to appreciate you and Reverend Barnett for have letting me have the opportunity to wait all week to say something to the community. And I want to appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, Imani, for your, you know, your input, your pledges to this show. And, It takes all of us. This is a church information and open farm community show. Yes, sir. And it takes love, man. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Claude Anderson, too, and uh, Dr. Boss Watkins and Ice Cube for the Power Nomics Corporation. And thank them oh, so much. And I want to thank Bonnie. I'm going to be election judge this year because there's a lot of people. We, we really... Uh, I, I, I believe in voting, but I'm an intelligent voting. I don't vote because I see your your signs everywhere. I vote because I do the homework to find out what you're going to do for me and my family and my community. I don't vote for you because you, you've been on, on a position a long time. So, brother, I'm going to be election judge, but I want to let you know in the show, we have to love and work together now. The key word is together. As long as they can keep us winning lunch, we'll never do what we have to do, but it's going to take all of us to do it together Because 2024 is our year, and I appreciate you for taking my call. All right, thank you, and have a great day. So, uh, did we ever get Tony back? Good morning, Tony. Good morning. You morning. Hear me yes, sir. All loud right. and clear. I'm glad the money was gone. Uh, they having a man's conference at Roosevelt this morning. I think she come and uh, and speak uh, to Her to be, gonna be like public officials, small city black man. Females are welcome. I've got the name of the pen for that most of the hospital at 10 o'clock. I'll be there. So I hope everybody's there. Let me have three, four points real quick. Okay, hold, hold on, Tony. Uh, re repeat that 
Some man, there's a man's conference at Roosevelt High School this morning. I don't know the name of it. Oh, I think I seen that at the man conference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know the name of it. I'm driving right now, so I don't. I can't give you all the information, but uh, it's on social media. Uh, uh, Casey can call in and give you more details. I think it's part of the panel. Give Cheatham uh, 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 some local uh, side cities and all this stuff. Anyways, um, three points I'm going to make. First off, here's this. The man defeated the mission he's supposed to do. He got rid of the black female holy chief. Now he got rid of the TV sergeant. Now, that's part, that was his whole mission being elected to get rid of that because y'all about going to the power. And you're right, they kind of changed uh, 14-1. They want the man to have power. See, the video about this is He can't run again. So if they change it now while he's in, it'll be a white bear next time to come in and play. They don't mean to disrupt black They had a power to change it, to make the, the mayor a power And you're right, it kind of changed, it, they're trying to change the uh, charter. That is true, because all about the size of sharing the wealth with the size of My other point I wanted to make was that uh, I saw where Freddie Haynes, Bishop West, did make a, uh, uh, a stance on their warehouse that trying to be built and it's been a court judge that held up the court junction on that issue. But I think so, the, I think it's going to be April and in, in, in uh, 2025 when that court date come up. Yes, yes. So, so the beauty about it is people still have power. The problem is that you know like a uh, uh, Okay, and I thank you for that call, Tony. I'm glad you mentioned about voting because that's another thing that they was doing at the city charter. They want to move the May election. Well, we elect the mayor, city council members, some school board trustees, other things. They want to move that election to November. Now, some people think that's a good idea, but you got to kind of wipe away the dust off of this whole thing and take a look at the contents that's in this. Because when you vote in May on a Saturday, you got all day. You can lay in the bed all you want to. You can get up and go vote. But when you got to try to squeeze voting in between going to work 
getting off of work, picking up the kids, or whatever else you got to do, dealing with traffic issues. That's they, they, it's, it's, it's voter suppression wrapped up in a whole new package. And we can't see this. Some of us don't see that. Because when you vote in November, like last November when we voted, it was 14 propositions on there. And we didn't even understand half of the propositions on there because nobody has presented us to them, to us, and broke them down. So this is what this show is about. To bring you the beef. To bring you the everything you need to know so when you go to the polls, you'll be well-informed and you'll be an educated voter, as, to, as uh, Tony said. We have another caller? Ma'am? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm break time. All right, we're back on church information and open forum. I'm Ike Stane sitting in for Reverend Barnett, and we be praying for him that he have a speedy recovery and get back to the hot seat. Uh, Reverend Barnett has built this show based on equity, inclusion, and it caters to the whole city of Dallas, but it targets the black community, our issues, our problems that we have in our communities, the things that we are lacking and the things that we have too much of. So when you pledge to this show, we are, you're, you're pledging to a great cause because it's like you investing back in yourself where somebody never taught us how you invest back into your community. You invest. If you look at this show right here, and you look at the shows that have uh, left. I don't want to say bit the dust, but it's what happened. How those shows help flip Dallas and make Dallas a blue county. And they start getting targeted. That's why we don't have uh, KKDA and, and uh, Robert Ashley out on uh, Heaven 97 anymore. Because people were coming up. We had a voice, a platform. You don't have a platform with Channel 8, Channel 5, Channel 4. You don't have a platform, but right here, you have a platform. And you have to protect it and build on it. So you can join this conversation, 972-647-1893. And I was talking about voting. And one of the things that uh, Greg Abbott them did down there about voting, not only uh, limiting the size of the uh, drop-off boxes for the ballots, they also targeted the schools. You know, a lot of your neighborhood schools uh, are voting places. You can go there, they're the polling places where you go vote in your neighborhood. Well, they want to do away with that. So what happened was, thank God for DISD, they started closing school last year, I mean, on the election day, so you could still go to the school to vote. So you think it's when they target your schools and closing schools, one, one of the worst things we can do is close schools down in our neighborhoods. When you close schools down in the southern sector, such as South Dallas, uh, Oak Cliff, 
West Dallas, you start closing schools down, that's what businesses come here for. The first thing they want to know, how is your education system? And to make your education system terrible, look what they do. They defund it. Right now, they're holding the teachers hostage behind this voucher program. And you watch all these commercials where these people running for office, and they say, well, I, I voted against school vouchers because I didn't want uh, uh, to give uh, illegal immigrants vouchers. Well, newsflash, we're already educating them. They're already in your public schools. When these people come across that border, their kids automatically get to go to public school. So don't let these people fool you with all this. Now, I'm 100% against vouchers because the only thing they're doing with vouchers is trying to destroy public education. There used to be a, uh, a thing out with the, the United Negro College Fund, and they say a, a mine is a terrible thing to waste. Now, I tell you, a mine is a terrible thing to destroy. So who do we have, Carol? We have Reverend Wright on line one. Reverend Wright on line one. Good morning, Reverend Wright. Good morning, Doctor. You doing all right? Wonderful, wonderful. Good, good. Have you talked? I was called you the other day to see how you talked about it. See how he was doing. I haven't uh, reached anyone. I called a couple of times, but I haven't gotten through to anyone that they really <laughs> give an accurate report. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I want to kind of run through everything we told him. I said I know you got called calling in. The first thing with the voting situation thing. And uh, you're calling me a very valid point. A lot of people are not voting. But here's the thing, like what they don't understand is <clears throat> these people that are elected that look like us don't go out there and tell people to do voting because until it's time for elected, but they don't realize, and these people have not been realizing, that if you don't vote in your community, don't no money come in your community. You can't complain about nothing being done. And these politicians don't say anything about that. And they should. Especially the ones that look like us. Now, as far as the city manager is concerned, I was told that the very people again that look like us was the ones that get, get, got rid of the city manager. And you said he was making a difference in the southern sector. And I was told if you go get some callers that come in, going to share that story with you, that they were a part of getting get them out of the community. Why is that? Out of the city. If he was making a difference. Well... <laughs> Let me, let me say this, Reverend Wright. What they're doing is it, it's something that we have to be very careful with. There's a lot of legal hurdles and, and things that go through with this process. Now, the city manager, if you read the paper and read these articles that they're talking about this, the city manager is slated when he leaves to get a year's pay and he's going to get paid time for his vacation time that he didn't take. There's certain things in his contract that will not allow him to get paid like uh, city manager A.C. Gonzalez did when he left. Right. So right. if he just jump up and resign and everybody just say, oh, we hate to see you go, he don't get paid. But if we say, well, man, we sure hate to see you. I mean, we, we glad you're gone. It's kind of like we firing you. He get paid. He leaving anyway. So. Well, I was told from the inside that they, they more or less forced him to make that decision 
So he could get his money on his way out, but they were going to get rid of you. Right, but look who th- th- they are. So that's what I'm saying. You got to understand how to separate the apples and the oranges here. Well, the, the part of the day were black city council members. I understand what you're saying. And I'm not going to get that deep off into it because I'm trying to get you to understand it's complicated. If the black council members say, well, man, we hate to see you go. We're going to fight to keep you here. He don't get paid. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's going anyway. uh, North Dallas has already uh, put the warrant out. They want him out of there. I'm on the charter commission. They are plotting at the Charter Commission on ways to fire the man. There was, if the plot was already on before this happened. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes what we see is not what we get. Well, I know there's going to be some callers that call in today because we had a meeting and they said they would call in and inform the people. And they were, they were former charter members and they are well aware of what's going on. But anyway, we said also... I want to let you know about the, you mentioned the uh, police oversight board. I that is a dog and pony show. As a matter of fact, and you know, you said we started that, but it won't do you no good to start something if you have no power or authority. I was on that board and I left that board because we were told once the police made their decision, that's it. Well, what is the purpose of an oversight board if you can't change something that was wrongfully done? Right. Well, my, my argument with that is, now I understand what you're saying, and I'm not trying to argue, but my argument about that is if we have something that doesn't do nothing but a halfway job and we work on it, we might can get it up to, you know, moving in the right direction. But if we have nothing, uh, a songwriter say nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So right. sometimes if you get it started and somebody else come back and, you know, the Bible say that one planet, one water but only God get an increase. So we have to keep the keep it alive because if we let it go, we back down to ground zero. And I, it might be a dog and pony show. You don't think we back down to ground zero now? Well, I say it might be a dog and pony show, but at least we got a dog and pony. That's what I'm trying well, to say. Well, I understand. I got one more thing I want to say because I know you got callers coming in. And I want to let you know, and just like you just said, Actions speak louder than words. So just talking about something don't nobody care about. But until we start doing something, like everybody keeps saying come together. Unfortunately, I don't know if you've seen the news here lately where they're showing where there's been an attack on black doctors. There's been an attack on black doctors for over 15 years. We've been fighting and saving black doctors their jobs, and all of a sudden they're just now popping up on it this month. Next month they won't be saying a thing about black doctors or anything else that they're talking about this month. Why we can't come together and do things about it, opposed to just talking about it every week. If we just don't talk about it, they don't care. Well, God spoke this whole creation into existence. He talked about it, and, and, and he created with his words. Words go a long way. If we sit back and be silent and don't say nothing, then they're going to say, well, they satisfied or they afraid to say something. Yeah, but action speak louder than words, though. Action and words go together. It go together. If we go downtown, if we go downtown in March, downtown, you can get 5,000 people go down there in March, right down Main Street, and nobody says nothing. Don't nobody know what happened. 
But if we talking and we, we, we demanding our rights and equality, that's how it starts. I know people say, well, that's all we do is complain. Well, sometimes you got to complain. They say that it's the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So, you know, I know we have... Well, there's uh, nothing wrong with the complaining, I'm just saying, but as long as you're telling me something's going wrong and you're not going to do anything about it, see, before that young generation came on, when we went downtown and protested, that caused a problem because it caused them a financial issue, and that's why the problems were resolved. But, and that's why I try to tell Dominique and his stop doing that because you're taking the power out of it because you ain't doing nothing but a dog and pony show. Right. Well... To each day on. I'm not going to argue that point with you, but... Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I just want to let you know that. Like I said, you're going to get some callers come in, and they're going to make their comments about what's going on, what happened with Broadnecks. All right, and I appreciate it because uh, T.C. Broadnecks did a great job. And, I mean, I can tell people, you a lot of things we can't say, So, but I got another caller I don't want to hold. Up. So who do I have, uh, Karen? Former Councilman Casey Thomas. Good morning, Casey Thomas. <laughs> Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. Good, good. Well, this morning I'm calling on behalf of the Texas NAACP. We are having our weekend of action. As you know, early vote, this is the only weekend that we have for early voting. So we want to encourage everybody to get out and vote. We have virtual phone banks. We have blog walking. We have all kind of activity going on today. We've got members all over the state of Texas. We've got our fraternity sororities, our nation's stars. Everybody today is mobilizing people to get out to vote. And then the reason we call it a weekend of action is tomorrow is those to the polls. So we have our religious affairs, terrorists leading our efforts all over the state of Texas to get our pastors and our faith-based community to get our members out to vote. This primary election is important. We need to make sure that we have an opportunity to choose the candidate of our choice during this primary season. Let's make sure we get people out to vote. The polls open today from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tomorrow from 12 noon to 6 p.m. This is the one opportunity that people can sleep all day right. and then get up and go and vote before a poll close at 7 on a Saturday, on a right. 6 p.m. So we want to encourage everybody today, if you haven't already done it, Go out and vote today, or go out and vote tomorrow after your vote. Okay, uh, uh, um, Casey, early voting, uh -huh. early voting started when and when does it end? Yes, thank you. I, early voting started Tuesday. Since Monday was a national holiday, early voting started Tuesday. The polls were open from nine to five. Now they are open right now. They open at seven this morning. They are open from seven. To seven today, tomorrow is twelve to six. Early voting ends next Friday, seven to seven all next week, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Monday through Friday next week. Election day is March the fifth. Polls open from seven to seven, so you can go and vote anytime this weekend, anytime next week at any voting center. You do not have to vote in your precinct. Right. They changed that a few years ago. So let's get out and vote, vote, vote. We cannot allow other things to stop us and distract us from making sure our voice heard through our vote. Uh, uh, Casey, one more question for you. Really, it's two questions. Are you familiar with House Bill 2384? 
Okay, uh, check in there, cause the NAACP have, might have to get involved with that. It's uh, I read up on it's supposed to be a bill that they done passed down there in uh, Austin, where they're really targeting the uh, judges, black women judges, cause they challenging. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. I didn't know the number. We all was. Mr. Fred is involved. I'm also the state political action chair, so I vice chair. He's on top of it as well. We cannot allow these type of bills to be introduced that punish individuals, in this case, black women, who want to be judges. You know why they passed that bill? Because a few years ago, just like here in Dallas County, when all the sisters became judges, the same thing happened in Harris County. Right, right. All those sisters on the ballot got elected, and now they want to prevent any more sisters from getting elected, and that's why they passed that legislation. We got to be involved. Whatever we do in November will affect us in January when the legislative session begins. If we want to see a more friendly legislature and see more friendly bills, get passed for the governor, then we've got to make sure we vote now. Candidates of our choice and vote in November, the right candidates to make the type of change we need to see in the state of Texas. Okay, Casey, one more question. NAACP, I don't know if y'all can do anything about it, but if, if anybody can assist these people. You see on the news over there in Fort Worth, what a Fort Worth uh, county commissioners uh, voted to take away the bus services to the polls, where it was offering a free service, uh, especially for people in, uh, in, the, in the black neighborhoods that didn't have a ride to the polls. Well, they cut that service saying that... Uh, you know, for, for whatever reason. Uh-huh. I, you know what? In Tarrant County, they have a very, very right county judge and majority on the county commission. Former first vice president of NAACP for Texas and county commissioner Mr. is over there fighting. And as you know, Commissioner Roy Brooks is not running again. And so they're going to have an open seat over in Tarrant County. That'll make the commission three to two. But there are some winnable uh, commission courts. But anything they want, to, anything they vote on over there, the Democrats are going to lose. Right, right. Issue. However, I will be reaching out to the president, President Williams of the Fort Worth Tarrant County NAACP to see what type of action they're going to be taking to address that. We cannot allow anything to happen to prevent our people from having All access right. okay. to the poll. Okay, and we thank you for your call, Casey. And call back anytime you got to make important announcements or you got to inform the people because this is the voice of the people. And I'm up against a break. And y'all hold on. We'll be right back with you. We're going to get straight to you. All right, we're back on Church Information in Open Form. I'm Einstein, your host, sitting in for, for Reverend Miriam Barnett, and we're going to continue to keep him up in prayer. And while we praying for him, we're going to continue to hold up the bloodstained banner and keep this show alive and kicking. So uh, we're moving on. Who do we have next, uh, Karen? 
We have a concerned caller on line three. Concerned caller. My friend. Good morning. Good morning. Con- my- Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Wonderful. Amen to God. Amen. Listen, honey, I hate to be having a, a touchy subject here, but this is the voice of the people. I like to discuss about the immigrants. Okay. I kind of like them having baths here in the States because several reasons why. You hardly ever see other cultures doing construction work. That's a true fact. Um, they do all the cooking and the cleaning. That's a fact. But the thing is, how come the other cultures don't want to do their jobs? Just blame laziness? Or they just don't want to work hard? <laughs> well, ma'am, first of all, people want a decent way. Nobody wants to work all day long, and at the end of the week, they can't pay the bills. We don't want to work ourselves into the grave, and then at the same time, working ourselves into a hole. So, uh, I understand what you're saying, and, uh, you know, to each day home. But uh, some of these jobs that uh, we're talking about, if that's why we got unions to make jobs right. treat people right. But if you can right. undermine the union and bring in undocumented workers, and you don't have to pay these people a decent wage. Yes, I know. But the thing is, we will be riding on this road because they do all these high maintenance um, bridges and overpasses. That's a dangerous job on them as well. You know, they come home to their families and such. I'm just being a good Samaritan, being a respectful, being respectful of both sides. I get where they're coming from. But then again, you rarely see any white or black and such during any heavy maintenance, materialized um, construction work. Well, That's what gets me the well, most. Well, no? Miss, Miss, I don't, you, you sound like a pretty young person, so let me, uh, I'm 69 years old, and back in the day, uh, black people did a lot of construction work. Oh, yeah. And if, your, if your father worked on construction, y'all was kind of like middle class, uh, kind of, you know, up, where y'all had nice cars and your kids wore nice school clothes. Well, to stop all that, this is where we they start bringing it. Ma'am? We were poor, honey, back in the day in the, in the Depression. I understand the blacks that work on the railroads, they would just work just as hard as we do. It made me cry. It really did. Right. It made me cry how hard they work. Okay. Just to get an understand. In the Depression back in the day, ooh, Lord have mercy. That was just disruptive. Ma'am, were you, how, hold up, hold up. How old are you? Me? I'm 55. And you was living during the Depression? Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. sir. Okay, I'm 69, and I don't even think I was living during the Depression. But anyway, thank you for your call and comment, ma'am. Thank you. I understand you what you're saying. Morning. You too. All right, who we have next? We have Sojourner on line one. Sojourner. I ain't heard from Sojourner in a while. Good morning, Sojourner. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Good, good. I wanted to... Yeah, you were talking about voting, and uh, I just want to, I think we need to really, really focus on voting, just not just by talking, but from the standpoint of the historical perspective of voting. Voting was the thing, the right to vote was the thing that killed Reconstruction. They, when you have a right, when you can vote, you are a citizen of this country. If you don't vote, 
then you don't have a right as a citizen of this country. That was the whole thing about Reconstruction, was to kill Reconstruction. Go back to that Compromise of 1877. You will see the purpose of that was to destroy Reconstruction. Reconstruction allowed black people to become senators and governors and all of these other offices that we achieved back during that time. And this, this vote, this effort down in Texas right now and across the country is, is to destroy the right of people to be able to vote. You don't have a democracy if you don't vote. And this is going over our heads. We're focusing on a lot of other things, but this vote, look how they, they uh, confuse the issue. Remember a couple of years ago, when they were talking about taking, Abbott was making it hard for people to vote. Well, see, that has gone off the table. Now, you don't hear about that anymore. It's all kind of other issues that's confused, that's keeping that from being in the forefront of everybody's mind. And this affects everybody, not just black folks, it affects everybody in this country, because if you don't vote or you can't vote, then you're not a suit. All right, well, I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate your your information because voting is important and it's a lot of things going on to take your vote you know now we got poll watchers and I was up voting and I seen the poll watchers and they not watching like you think they up there they 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 are reporting back to the Republicans for they can make adjustments how many of us are going in there to vote it's okay it's like a census yeah, now look at look at look what happened during right after Reconstruction was was killed, and then they came with all of these gimmicks. How many beans in the jar? Can you report? Can you recite the Constitution? These are all kind of tricks, just like what you just said, that are disguising what they're trying to do. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful to, to get out and vote, it's, it's a good message for what are we voting? Why are we voting? Right. Why is it important to vote? See, the young people, the young people, when they kill cities, I got so much to say, but I'm going to just wrap it up. When they kill civics in schools, when they kill civics in schools, that was the first blow to understand your rights as a citizen. See, because people don't even realize that how our government works. And this is part of the process of destroying the ability to vote if you don't know how government works. So it was, a, it was a attack on education first when, like you said, when they killed civics. Then they but turned... they killed civics in school. Right. They killed civics in school. They killed... Uh, when I was a kid, I don't know how you are. When we, uh, we had power mechanics, welding, wood shop. We had so many crafts that was in school. I'm not talking about these special uh, tech schools that have it now. I'm talking about every high school had this. But they killed I'm that. I'm older than you. I'm older than you, so I know what you're talking about. Right. This is this is the strategy. This is the strategy now to keep people from understanding that they're going to cloud the issue so you don't see that your vote is being taken away right. gradually. And then our people, before you know it, it's just like Nazi Germany. Before well, people realize what had happened, their rights were gone. Right. If you don't vote in certain primaries or certain elections... The next go around, they've been to kick you off, uh, off the, uh, well, you can't vote. Your registration has been uh, 
nullified. So we have to understand all these tricks that's been playing against us. And uh, I appreciate your call. I hate to cut you off, but I, I want to have respect to the people that's holding on the line. So, and call back, call back when Leon is here. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Who we have next? Rose on line four. Rose? Rose? Yes, good morning. Good morning, Rose. I haven't heard from you, and well, I ain't even heard from me, so come on with it, Rose. It's, it's a pleasure to have you back. I pray to hey, and thank God that you're back, and we love you. your whole demeanor conversation. I'd like to say, as I was reading, I've been listening to the news, where how did stop to say, how did the councilman, how did he in there? arranged for council members to meet with MC uh, and with C.C. Brodnick uh, to personally ask him to resign. And if that be the case, why didn't he do the mayor that way as well? And I'm thinking, because I sent uh, an email to C.C. Uh, Brodnick regarding to the conversation regarding the residential areas that took the Curry Valley and uh, businesses there. And they wanted to kind of, that has been had not been on the scene for quite some time as far as the community concerned. But my thing is, how can someone that did such a great job as C.C. Gardner, the city manager, I mean, them out and out, and the mayor got his problem too, so won't you put that on the table as well? But you know that, how can you represent the people? You know, but you did what Gardner did. He was there. He did a great job. So why is it every time that they get someone so, oh, so awesome, and do a great job to ask them out and find a way to get him out. Why is that? The why that is because every time anything is in place to bring you up, it's like the previous caller was talking about reconstruction. Okay, I don't know what all good reconstruction did, but after reconstruction, we got Jim Crow. They brought in some laws that, that put us back behind. So anytime you get somebody in place, look what happened when we had... Uh, Obama for eight years. It, four years of Trump erased everything that eight years of Obama, all the hard work. So that's why. Well, I'm just, I'm just sad that he, that he designed because he, 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 he was, oh, he's a power force to the community. And um, it's just sad that tell the mayor to go ahead and, want him to go ahead and resign too. You know, that would be good for him to go ahead and resign and then when you get somebody to take his place as well. So right. let me say, Ike, you continue to keep doing a job, and it's a pleasure to have you today. And like I say, you just take the city council, or one city council board to make a decision to get his, 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 his oh boy, I, tell you, I can't even say it, to get his crew together to out him out when he's done such a great job. But like I say again, tell him, I say, tell the mayor to resign today as well, okay? Okay, and have a good, appreciate you, Rose. Okay. All right. Who do we have next? We have Jackie online too. Jackie. Good, good morning, Jackie. Jackie called. Now we have Great American on line three. Great American. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say I know you're probably going to disagree with me, but our country is in a bad situation, and. Everybody wouldn't say it was going to happen before Biden got in there. And I used to vote Democrat, but the problem is Biden messed this country up. We can't eat. We ain't making no money. Everybody still won't do. You can't even hardly make a donation because everything's so high. And ever since I became Republican, 
I even bought those shoes, and 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 uh, I want to encourage everybody to buy those shoes that Trump put out there because to make him and to make America great like it needs to be, if we stay, if, if people stay Democrats, we're just going to suffer. We've got to get Trump back into office, and I know you probably don't understand that you believe it. Even Dr. King was a Republican, and I just want to encourage all blacks to become a Republican, and let's try to get this country back the way it used to be. Obama, y'all say, okay, he was a black guy, and he went into, became the president. But look what he did, allowed homosexuals to get married and all of that. That's not of God. I mean, you, you, you just got to be honest, sir. It's time to make America great again. All right. All right, sir. Now, don't you know making America great again means putting you back in the cotton field? You do know that, don't you? Oh, he's gone? <laughs> Who do we have next? <laughs> We have a concerned citizen on line one. Good morning, concerned citizen. Hello, Ike. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm black-tastic. Ike, I want to talk about accountability, and this is not an attack. I need you to I call in every week and I ask the question, and I can't never get an answer. And I understand that you serve on the board as well. I'd like to know about the deck park, number one. Why is there such a secret, and why is it that it can't be done? And I know you don't know, uh, maybe you do, but could you get that message to Miss Arnold? And I know that uh, it, it was a struggle at one point because Dwayne Curlway was the one that started it, and I know they have their issues. I'm not on anybody's side, but I would like to see a Dead Park bill in the southern sector for us the same way they did downtown. And she seems to keep shining that. And the other issue is, I was very disappointed and disheartened after all this talk that we've been doing about T.C. Brownick for Miss Arnold to be the only black to step up and say it's time for a change. But she was such a champion for him. I'm just disappointed. I don't understand what kind of politics we playing in this town. We can talk about nationwide stuff all day long, but we got to get our stuff together in Dallas, Texas. And I'm dis I'm disheartened, I'm disappointed. I just don't believe she should have came on television and said it was time for a change after all of this. She's been telling us to fight for him and stand up for him. And yet she the one got on television and said, uh, it's time for a change. Well, let me ask you a question. Did she say it's time for a change before he resigned or after he resigned? I don't see what difference that makes. Well, he if he done made his mind up that he's finna go, that's what people don't understand. And I hate to keep on getting off into this because there's a lot of legalities in it. Uh, if he done made up his mind he's finna go, and she said that it's time for a change, I, we don't understand the legalities that goes with this. If you read your newspapers and read these articles, they are in a rage because he's finna get about $410,000 in his pocket when he leaves. But if we say right. we want to keep him, he's doing a good job and we're not going to let him go, he's still gone broke. You well, understand, I understand what I'm saying? All of parts of it. I get that part. Or I, I'm just saying the implications of what does it mean by our leaders? I'm just, you know, this is a black man. We sit on this stage and talk about black and white every every weekend. This was a black man that we had black council members 
that eagerly supported him. Casey Thomas, who just got off talking about voting earlier, he loved T.C. Brownett. All of the sudden, regardless of whether why they ousted him or who ousted him, the implications, I can, you know, we have a lot of seniors that listen. They may not know what you know, okay? And, but I'm just saying, it, 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 it's when she watched It's in the paper. I'm not trying to argue with you. No, it's no, in no, the no. paper. No, no, I'm not arguing with you either, sir. I'm simply saying everybody don't read the paper, and everybody don't want to know his personal business. I'm simply saying we, and whoever say that they're a leader, you come on, you stand up and talk about the man doing a wonderful job, and then as soon as the microphone is in your face, you say some stuff like that. That's right, just not right. necessary. Well, it's, it's, it's in the contract. People, well, I understand right, what you're saying, and I, I agree with you. It is a bad look. It's a bad look. Right, right. Now, I understand so that. I'm not arguing that. Maybe she'll call in out the wild and, and try to explain some of these things. I don't know. Please bring it up because you know she's going to charge it. She dodges it, so please bring it up. Thank you, Ike. All right, thank you. And y'all can call us. 972-647-1893. We're going into our second hour. Give us a call. If you're on the line, hold on. We'll be there. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Send by one from heaven up above. Take a petite, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying. What? Yep, yeah. Here we go. All right, we're back on Church Information in Open Forum. I'm Ike Steen sitting in for the great Reverend Barnett. Y'all keep him up in prayer. Uh, who do we have on the line? I, want, I don't want to hold anyone over. We have a, another person named Tony online, too. Tony number two. Uh, all right. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. How you doing, Ella? Wonderful. That's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Wonderful day to be alive. Hey, listen, I ain't called in in a pretty good while. Uh, uh, Barney, him and I used to communicate real good, and I'm sad that he's not, you know, uh, his voice. I miss his voice and all that good knowledge. We all miss him, my brother. We all miss him. Keep him up in prayer. Well, yeah, my prayers with him. Uh, I just, like I said, me, I don't call in much since he has been down sick. And whatever, and I hadn't called in since the time they had that shooting here in Fort Worth over here, and he was very concerned about the shooting in Fort Worth when he shot the lady. Remember? You talking about uh, Tatiana Jefferson? No, the one here in Fort Worth. Her name was, uh, you know, she had a little old nephew in the house. And here in Fort Worth, I, I'm in Fort Worth. Okay, yeah. I think and, that was a Tatiana Jefferson. I might. I might stand to be corrected. I'm getting... Right. <laughs> right. right. I'm thinking this lady in Kentucky there's so many of them. But anyway, now that it left him, he was so concerned and he really worked with me. And his confidence, he thought the law was going to walk off free. You know, but he was really in prayer on that. So my topic is, I just want to say this real quick. I hold you all. 
uh, I'm, I'm born in the 50s, so I've seen some things and knowledge of both with my parents, and they taught us right from wrong. In the days of Martin Luther King, getting assassinated, President Kennedy, I was alive when all that was happening here in Fort Worth. Uh, Kennedy came to Fort Worth and left Fort Worth, and the Dallas got knocked out. We wanted to see that was a great old time in the 60s, but we made it as a people. Right. Yeah, amen. For some reason, we made it. We were strong in the 60s as a people. We, was, we had a togetherness for black. We had, we were strong even through all that persecution that we went through. We were strong people. But my point is today is that this is why I want to, this might not be a big issue, but it's an issue to me here in Fort Worth. With DMW, when you, it seems like Dallas and Fort Worth just don't come together as a whole. I mean, we're designed now DMW. I remember the time it wasn't DMW, but it seemed like Dallas and Fort Worth have always sort of like been against each other in politics or whatever. And so I would listen. I've been listening for a while. I listen every Saturday at, at the station. Now, this is my thought today and thank God for the station, the voice. And my, my concern is that over here in Fort Worth, and maybe you can raise this, I don't know if it's going on in Dallas, but just like uh, the papers, I'm, when I moved on this side of town, they had good papers where you could read. And you know, of course, back in the day, we were held back from reading. When I arrived over in this neighborhood that I'm at today, they had good old magazines. Then, matter of fact, they have a Dallas Morning News over here. But you know, now you go in the stores, you can read papers. But I'm concerned about the thrifty nickels and the uh, over where I live at. They got the uh, stands, but they never deliver the papers anymore. The green sheets. Right. It's good. It's available like housing and, and things that people really need to know about. And that's how I found this place where I'm living in today, through the green seats, right. a good magazine. But nowadays, do you know anything of, about it? Why, why they have stopped delivering these papers? Ah, uh, when you talk about green seats and thrifty nickels, I, I don't know, but I do know that social media, technology, a lot of this stuff, they, you go on Facebook, they got Marketplace, they got all kind of stuff that comes I through know. these phone now, so these people probably... You know, cutting yeah. back on on expenditures. You know, because to put a paper in that rack, you got to have somebody bring it over there. You got to cut yeah. down a tree and everything else. So that might have something to do with it. So I, I don't know all the ins and outs. Uh, I'm just saying it's, it's really hurting the community because you have over here, well, Matt, you have young peoples, and we're, we're supposed to be the role models, right? The, uh, right. Young, and. Reading is powerful. You know it's knowledge if you can read. And a lot of people can't simply believe it like can't read. They, they're uh, schools through COVID. It's been a... Well, a really let me ask you a question. Do y'all have black newspapers over there like the Elite and uh, yeah. uh, the Examiner? Yeah. and, and uh, Of course. We're hearing, you heard of a uh, uh, dark bookstore? Uh, no, but I'm just saying read some of those because they, I mean, you'll get much more out of there than you would a thrifty nickel. Uh, green sheet, but uh, true, but uh, these stands, these stands be out on the on that, and they not in the store. They just all around the community. Cause uh, I live in the area you from Fort, you know about Fort Worth a lot. Right, right. I'm everywhere, uh, you ever heard of Mellow Brook and Hanley? Uh, no, I'm I live in Dallas, but uh, 
Okay, but my point is Dallas. I like Dallas. And, and, you know, matter of fact, I was there about a couple of months ago out of 10 years because I'm with Dallas. I mean, but, uh, like I said, when I hear you all discuss these politics and right. things, and boy, well, man, he, let, me, let me say this because I got to move on. Uh, that was my concern. Right. Well, y'all had some good people over there. Uh, uh, Bobby Ray Sanders, uh, Judge Mary Ellen Hicks. I mean, they, they really pushed to get a lot of things done over there in Fort Worth and when these people are gone and we didn't get behind them and and, and, and keep it going so uh but anyway uh feel free to call back next week I'm not trying to be rude and cut you off but my lines are full okay well listen uh Isaac I appreciate your your, your time well what's the other fellow named that that uh, normally be on the show Leon Leon he, he's uh I hadn't heard from you in a long time I know your voice I knew you all's voice so right. I'm surprised you this morning. Oh, well, thank you. Now, I'm just standing in. It's, don't look for me next week now, because this is just a... Uh, uh, well, I don't even know how to explain it, but... Uh, I know. I knew sooner or later you was going to come around, because you you concerned about the schools a lot. Right, I'm not right. Concerned. Okay. Uh, All right, well, okay. Th- All right, thank you for your call, my brother, and feel free to call back, and thank you for your support. All right, sir. You too. Have a- All right. Who do we have next? We have the Honorable Judge Lander. We got a judge? All right. Good morning, Judge Lander. Good morning, Mr. Steen. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Before you start talking, let me see. Uh, everybody just behind Judge Lander, just hold on. Uh, we got some time left. I'm going to get to you. I need for Judge Lander to explain a couple of things, and we'll be moving on. Uh, judge, I'd like to start with, uh, uh, first of all, congratulating Friendship West on uh, the junction they have. Can you explain to the community exactly what that means? Yes, sir. I'd uh, be happy to. And uh, it's a delight to hear you on the air, uh, Mr. Steen. I talk with you often, if you well know, and uh, to hear you on the air is really a wonderful thing. Um, the um, This company had uh, filed to be able to build a warehouse, a trucking warehouse, uh, on the location, uh, if anybody is familiar with the neighborhood in Dallas, uh, Polk Street and Wheatland Road, uh, right now there is a government center there, um, and next to that government center is a vacant lot, and next to that vacant lot is Friendship West Baptist Church. Across the street from that vacant lot is uh, South Oak Cliff High School. Carter, sorry, Carter High School. Carter. Right. And a neighborhood of, uh, that has been developed for many years. And they were going to build a warehouse, a trucking warehouse there, which would uh, bring trucks, 18-wheelers, onto Wheatland Road, regardless of the fact that people lived in that area. And um, the, uh, um, the church was able to get a temporary injunction against that, pushing the matter off until uh, the actual case against that is heard next year. So we have a temporary reprieve. So, next year, I think, what is it, April the 9th or somewhere around there? Nah, I'm not sure when the uh, actual hearing is going to be, but I believe it's not for another year. Right, right. I know it's April 20. I mean, not, and I say April, I mean April of 2025, so. Yes, I believe that's correct. Okay, so now we, we got to get our, sharpen our swords and get out our whatever whatever equipment that we got and get out here and fight and try to get, you know, to defeat this, because a lot of people think, uh, take the, you know, the stance that the fight is over and we got a victory. No, it's just a, 
it's just a break in the action. All it is, it's a commercial break. So let's the people know we still got we still have to fight against this, and the community has to really come out and stand together with the church. It's a temporary order, right? Uh, you know, we get a permanent injunction. Do we? Do we quote win unquote? And that's not happening. Right, right. Uh, Judge, let me ask you a question. I think it's House Bill twenty three eighty four. Are you familiar with that? I am not until you familiarize me. Mm. Well, I, I think uh, Councilman Thomas was talking about it. NAACP is supposed to get involved, and it's it's really against black judges the way it's you know some things are designed in a way that it make it look like it's for everybody, but then at the end it's really against uh, our people, and we have to really be you know. As uh, some people say, we got to stay aware and see what's going on and be aware of all these different attacks that we're up against. Uh, before I let you go, Judge, anything you want to put out to the community? Because I think uh, the Police Oversight Board, that's what I wanted to ask you a question. How is that looking? Because I hear so much well, talk about it being a dog and pony and it ain't this. And I think it's something, I think it's something that we can try to, even if we got to redesign it and redevelop it, so what are your takes on it? Because you sit in the seat. I don't. Yes, I was recently appointed to the Community Police Oversight Board, um, which we call the CPOB. Um, I was recently appointed as representative of uh, um, uh, Councilman Atkins on that board. And um, I've only been on the board for about two or three months and had about three meetings. Uh, I have quite honestly less than impressed um, basically because the ordinance that gave rise to that board does not have the kind of teeth to it in my opinion that you need to have if you're going to really over, oversee the police officers action. This uh, board is the, um, the successor to the Citizen Police Review Board of many, many years ago and um, but it has more teeth than the Citizen Police Review Board did. But the CBO, uh, the Community Police Oversight Board, uh, is there if an individual feels that the that the police department has given them short shrift in a complaint about what whatever actions the police have taken. It doesn't have to be a police shooting. It can be any number of things that have complained about. Uh, actions of the police department and it goes to the uh, complaint first goes to the uh, internal affairs division of the police department and if the internal affairs division decides that there's nothing going to be done then it can be pretty much appealed to the community police oversight board um, unfortunately there's not a lot of peace to it in that it does not require the police department to uh, appear um, we work with the uh, Internal Affairs Division, and they tell us um, month after month what needs what uh, they have done. Unfortunately, it seems to me that they have done little. But um, now that I'm on that board, I'm going to try to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they um, do what needs to be done when people file complaints. Okay, and well, I appreciate that. I think that that board has started. Uh, making some progress since uh, Mike Mata, which was the president of the Dallas Police Association, is retired. And so I think that, you know, because, you know, he, he was the one that 
uh, when Chief Howell was here, they didn't even interview Chief Howell like they do uh, Chief Eddie Garcia. They interviewed uh, Mike Mata. So hopefully y'all can get something done and get some community support. And even we got to go down to city council and lobby and try to get these teeth that the board needs. Yes. You know, it was a lot of fighting. I tried to explain to people uh, when that board was first talked about and we was having meetings that some of the people that didn't want the board they still wind up on the board and they didn't even want it because North Dallas did not want this. So we have to continue to fight and at some time we just got to take the little bit we got and try to build on it. So appreciate your yeah, hard work, I Judge. And go ahead on. I'm going to let you uh, give your own benediction. Well, I was just going to say the fight is not over. Just because we get one little piece of a straw doesn't mean that we've got the whole uh, situation resolved. So we need to make sure we stay ever vigilant to make, uh, to make sure we hold their feet to the fire. As, as um, Frederick Douglass said, power yields nothing without a struggle. It never has and it never will. Right. So we, we might as well get ourselves used to that. So um, I'm looking forward to being on the board. I'm also um, sitting as a, a visiting judge in the Justice of the Peace Court. Uh, I spent 27 years on the city of Dallas municipal court bench, retired from there, and find myself back on the bench again, which I, I really enjoy. All right, well, well that, I think uh, the judicial system is the only uh, game in town that you can sit on the bench and still be a star player. So we thank you for all you do and appreciate it, and feel free to call in anytime, Judge. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Steen. God bless you, and uh, you all be safe out there. All right. Have a good one. Uh, all right. I'm going to get to my callers like I promised. So uh, who do we have next? We have Blackhawk on line four. Good morning, Blackhawk. Good morning, Blackhawk. Blackhawk. I hear you. Good morning. All right. All right, y'all, hold on. We're going to uh, a break. You can join this conversation, 972-647-1893. Call us, hold on. We finna start going through, y'all, so hold on. Be patient. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back on church information in open form. I'm Ike Steen, your host, sitting in for Reverend Barnett, and we're going directly back to the phone line. So, who do we have next, Karen? We have Red Ghost on line three. Red Ghost on line three. Good morning, Red Ghost. I'm having, I'm having a. You on speakerphone? I can't hardly hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Uh, the um, the things that um, that y'all talking about is all good, and it's very educational. With the 10th Street Historical District, where they was talking about that Park Tech Bridge and the bottom, and they have divided that piece of the area. I'd like to know if anybody out there that really knows where do town view lie. I man down. I man downtown. John Wally Price used to walk on um, on Eighth Street, do his thing on Eighth Street, 
and they was calling it downtown. Uh, I mean, downtown. And those kids, I just ran across a lot of students that graduated the early part of uh, Townsview in the first years of Townsview. They were so afraid that uh, they didn't know what to do. They never. They, a lot of those students didn't even know that the bottom exists down there because of what they were saying about our man downtown in those tights and everything. So that is something that my parents and stuff were doing. They're trying to build in that community to keep that community together. But can anybody tell me where is Townview in 10th Street Historical District or is Townview in the bottom? And uh, that park deck, um, that, that, that my daddy told me about that park deck, you know, back when he used to hit golf balls out of his backyard in that direction. And he said, son, it's going to be a park deck there. We might not be here, but it's going to be a, some kind of park deck. So we have a lot of stuff that, that, that is getting ready to get taken away from us again. And Dallas is coming right in and going to move those people out for the historic district. Nobody can save us. Nobody can save us. You know, and right. uh, and it's sad. It is. It is sad well, because we can't put. Well, yes, let, let me say this about the deck part. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Councilwoman Arnold, she gets a lot of flack about that deck part, but I think people forget that she did not support that, and she tried to warn the people in the historical 10th Street and the 8th Street bottoms over there that that deck part is going to be a bridge to take those areas away from black people. And we didn't want to listen to that. Now, I understand that Dwayne Carraway, he did a lot of promoting and politicking to get that deck park in there. Uh, right now, she's getting blamed for it not being completed. But when TxDOT came in and redid I-35 and all those exits, they said they could put the pillars and the foundation up for that park because the funding wasn't there for the park. A lot of that funding going to be private money, and they hadn't raised it. But they said they'd rather put the foundation there for it so they won't have to come back later and tear the highway up all over again. So that's why it's sitting there like it is now, because the people that promoted it and pushed it and, and, and wanted that park there, they didn't have the money. But Miss Arnold takes the blame for it because, you know, it's just like the zoo. I was looking at the news and they was talking about the zoo. They, the city turned the zoo over to private enterprise. And they yep. was interviewing the lady that's the new CEO of the zoo. And, and they asked her a question because uh, the DA, uh, John Cruzo, he dismissed the charges against a young mentally <clears throat> ill man that broke in the zoo with a pair of vice grips or wire cutters and stole two monkeys or whatever. And he said this man is not mentally fit for trial. When they interviewed the CEO of the zoo, she said she was disappointed that they didn't prosecute the man. So we have to be careful what we ask for. So that's where y'all at over there in the bottoms. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the vice president. I was the vice president of 10th Street. And there's no way that we did not want that park deck because that 10th Street Historical District would have been a part, a major part for those people to be a part of that. 
that, that that was the upcoming for that black neighborhood. Where in the world could you have a black cultural city where people could come in and see a culture other than a real? They building $800,000 houses, mister. They building them kind of houses, and most of the uh, people that's over there cannot uh, afford the taxes or that kind of lifestyle. That's what this was called gentrification. I understand that. Walk through the bottom and look at all the concrete that's cracking on those houses right now. And they're not even two or three years old. Everybody that's listening to this radio station right now, do your research. Like everybody said, do your research. Walk to Dentley Drive and look at the concrete cracking on those houses. Look at that infrastructure right now. That's going to be a ghetto anyway. Right. But can, but can, can you afford one of those houses? It's not about us what we can afford. It's what we lost. But that's what I'm that. saying. I'm not trying to argue with you, but that's what we're no, losing. I, I'm, I'm with you. We're we losing when they when they build when they build a, a eight hundred thousand dollar house, a five hundred thousand dollar house next to your hundred thousand dollar house. They make your taxes go up. It's not an eight hundred thousand dollar house. Those are two hundred fifty thousand dollar houses down there. It's not an eight hundred thousand dollar house in in the. In you the think those houses are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Uh, they should be if they cracking like they cracking. They shouldn't be worth $1,000 if they cracking like you say they cracking. Uh, but I'm just, I, just uh, need, I need a 1,000 people just to go out and feedback to you on walk the neighborhood, do a tour through the neighborhood, and look at the concrete. Right, right. Look, just just look at the concrete. And when your concrete foundation breaks, like God say, build your house on the solid rock. Right. That concrete is not solid. Right. So I'm I'm just saying this is what I have seen and my parents have told me. Right. I'm living what my parents have said about this community. And that's all I got to say about that is that it doesn't make a difference if Mrs. Arnold in that for District Four we should get a new mayor, we should get a city we should do all that. District four should be wiped out, the historical district should be wiped out. And you still can't tell me where is Townsville? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Call, call the city and ask them. I mean, I don't, no, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. This is this is out for this is out for the community. Right. This is out for the community. Right. Community, y'all. We we trying to find out. That's all. Where is Townview? Is it in the 10th Street Historical District or is it in the bottom? Justification. You're right. And right. it all be glued back together once the city get it. It's gonna be put back together. It's I don't know. District. I don't know what district it's in, but I do know in the history books it's one of the top high schools in this nation, but I, I thank you for your call, and I got to move on, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I no, got people hey, hey, waiting. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear your voice. I'm glad to hear your voice. Oh, thank Welcome you. Thank you. Welcome All right. back to the family. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Who do we have next, Carol? Randy, online, too. Randy, I'm going to start cutting a, a little short if I get too many calls, cause, but y'all kind of wrap it up. You know, we're getting kind of lengthy, but go ahead, Randy. Good morning. Good to hear you again. Good to hear uh, you. You know, I hear a lot of complaining, and I complain a lot, too, sometimes. But really, complaining don't get nothing done. you got to have action. But we complain a lot here in America about how our situation is. But And I understand you should always strive for things that, that will better your life. But at the same time, we need to look at the rest of the world. Because right now, over 650,000 people are enslaved in sub-Sahara Africa right now. They don't have a chance to complain about some of the things we complain about so uh people when you complain about your situation put it in comparison to the rest of the world i'm not saying don't try to move forward with your situation but put it in comparison with the rest of the world's plight like what's going on in israel and gaza right now but i didn't really call to ask that my question is 
Do you know in the last 60 days there was a judgment levied against the city of Dallas for a deal that the city council did back in the early 2000s, you know, when fracking was real big and they were trying to get fracking in the city, inside the city limits and all this stuff. Remember that? Right. That was under uh, uh, city manager Mary Soon, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, they made a deal with a gas company to allow them to frack, I forgot what area it is in the, inside the city limits, but they made a deal with a fracking company to allow them to frack uh, and, and pull natural gas and oil out of the ground inside of the city limits of Dallas. And they got paid $19 million for this deal. But over the last two decades, the city of Dallas would not issue the permits in order for them to do the drilling, which I think that was their intent the whole time is to crawfish on this company and make $19 million. Well, they got the $19 million, but in the last 60 days, a judge put a judgment on the city of Dallas. This is all you people paying taxes in Dallas. Listen real close. You got a $55 million. I'm going to repeat that. $55 million you guys in the city of Dallas got to come up somehow because there was a judgment against the city of Dallas in favor of the oil company that was going to do the fracking for $55 million. My question is to the city council person that's going to be calling in here in a few minutes, where y'all going to come up with this $55 million you got to pay an oil company you thought you were going to slick and you got slick? Well, some of, y'all some of them city council people wouldn't even... Uh, on the on the council when all that happened. I understand that, but they got the problem now. Bro. I understand. If you let me finish, Randy, 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 I ahead, let bro. you talk. Can I please finish go ahead, go my ahead, comment? Go ahead. You're right. You're right. Chesapeake. If you drive out to DFW Airport, you'll see a whole lot of oil wells everywhere. Chesapeake. They making money. If you if you remember the big earthquake that they had over there in Irving. Yes, well, the sir. parking lot, the top parking lot fell on the cars below in that parking mm-hmm. garage. All that was behind fracking when they investigated. It was behind fracking. Right. So the $55 million might be saving 55 lives for, you know, because fracking was causing earthquakes. So well, I, I don't... understand that. And they're not, that company is not going to be allowed to frack inside the city of Dallas. And I understand what Right, well, they saying. just pay the money and move on. This ain't the first lawsuit that Dallas had to pay. They making money off of Chesapeake, DFW, uh, that arc, I mean, uh, uh, Dallas is making money, Fort Worth, Irving, Bedford, Euless, all those are making money. You go out there on 114 and, and 121 and see all those oil wells, they got money, so don't, don't, don't panic. But let me get on no, to I'm not. Go ahead. I'm not panicking. I'm talking. I'm telling you, the city, the citizens of Dallas, you guys, y'all gonna have to come up with fifty-five million dollars to pay an oil company. All right. Well, we'll just have to come up with it, Randy. And thank you for your concerns and your call. And let me move on to another call. So, uh, who do we have next? We have Bobby Donahue on line one. Bobby Donahue. Yo. Good morning. How's everybody this morning? Uh, so far, so good. That's great. That's great. I want everybody to vote Democrat. You got to keep Donald Trump out of the office. If you don't, you're going holy hell. Another thing I like to talk about is all this um, stuff going on with these 
hotels being built by these these children's schools. Um, what was on the news the other day? When the hotels built by children's schools? Built by, uh, meaning next to them. There was a hotel that was being built next to elementary school. And they had them on the news the other day saying that wouldn't be a good idea, which I don't think it is a good idea. It was some Indian owners. They had this little town council meeting a few days ago. Forgot exactly what city it's in. But it seems like we're getting genocide. It's like all of us have been pushed out and we're getting all that land and our African American land turned into commercial land. Uh, I don't quite get that. And how they can't kind of push us out like that. Right. Well, we're getting pushed out of everywhere we go, and we're going to have to finally take a stand. I'm not, from, I can't comment on these these schools you're saying that's building hotels. I have Well, where was the school? It was a, it was a private guy. It was called um, Hotel Six. Oh. Hotel Six is building a, uh, is, is, is building the groundwork. Right next to elementary school. Do you know the address or the location? Eagle? Nah, I don't mind it. It's an old, it's an old Dallas school. Um, I forgot the name of the school. Um, I would have, I would have, I would have just, I was a little bit set back. I, the whole Dallas is getting, okay. getting commercialized on our, right. our, our property. Okay. But uh, I want to say that too, and I'm going to get off the phone. I know you're busy, got a lot of things going on. I would like to give help to you guys. Come out and do anything, answer phones, pick up trash. Um, I understand Reverend, Reverend Burnett's sick and his son right. not there today. And how do I do that? How would I help you guys out of volunteers? Well, you, you can call. Uh, Donations set up for you guys. Right. Too. Well, thank you for your donation. That that'd be very helpful. And then the other thing, you have to go through the administrative office and uh, call K and O in the office, and uh, and they can direct you on how you want if you want to do some volunteer work. And we thank you for that because we everybody knows we need all the help we can get. And thank you for your yep. call, and you're welcome to call back anytime. So uh, yes, sir. All right. Have a great day. Who do we have next? We have Yolanda on line four. Yolanda. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm a little under the weather. I want to make this quick because I know you have a lot of callers. I want to just touch on the uh, city first, the city uh, manager. And my only ask is that we hope that we do not allow us, the constituents, the voters, allow council to use Ms. Tobert as a pawn as a holdover because if you read all the, the articles who, who is Miss Tobert? Kim Tobert, the one that they're going to be having a hearing on Tuesday to see if they're going a meeting to see if they're going to appoint her interim. She's right, Mr. TC, right hand. Right, she's uh, uh, she's the second uh, city manager. She's next up for the job, right? Yes, and okay. but if you read the newspaper article, like you were saying, some article, one council member, I won't mention her name. Uh, but she alluded to basically if you apply for interim, then you shouldn't apply for the permanent. My our thing is if you're good enough to be the interim, you should be the permanent. So we know behind scenes sometimes. And you want to call her name? I'm not going to ask you. It, it, it was in the newspaper to call a black man. Her comments basically. Okay. 
We don't want the backdoor deals then, and I'm going to say this carefully because I live with Hispanics and black and white. I've been living with them for 50 years. We don't want no backroom deal made where, you, you know, you got to get a Hispanic uh, uh, city manager, female, to make history because that's what they did with the police chief. So we have to be careful to make sure as citizens that we don't allow them because, remember, not every council member was included on this. I, th I think the newspaper said it. This honor didn't know. Councilmember Atkins said he didn't know. Right. It was a, as you said, too, it was a backroom deal. And, and I, I want you to explain to the audience. I want y'all to know, the listeners know, that it is the black woman up for the city manager. And like she says, Miss, she's correct. They're trying to make some backroom deals to, to shuffle her out of there. And the mayor, yes. the mayor is the one that's part of this backroom dealing. Well, well, Mr. Ike, now we have to be, we have to be fair, Mr. Ike. Uh, you still there? Right. Uh, I, I'm going to hold you over and give you a brief. Okay. Just hold over. Okay. 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 We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? All right, we're back on Church Information in Open Form. I'm Einstein, your host this morning, standing in for Reverend Barnett. And uh, I'm going to let uh, Miss Yolanda wrap it up because she was putting some good stuff out. You there, Miss Yolanda? Okay. Yes, sir. And I was just saying, the, the newspaper, because I subscribe online, this time the mayor is innocent. Remember, they didn't include him in it. They list the people, and then from my understanding, Miss Arnold didn't know anything about it. Uh, Mr. Atkins didn't know anything about it. Mr. Uh, Grayson didn't know anything about it. And I think we only have, what, three black councils right. on district. Right. So if they didn't know anything about what was taking place in the marriage, like he didn't know, and I'm just being very honest, we have to pay attention because it's something going on behind the scenes that all of a sudden that... They didn't know anything about this. So what is the real message that they're trying to send? You're going to give her this job, promote her interim, then you're going to set her up to fail, and then when it's time for her to put in for the job, she can't put in for the main job. And that's why you're going to see the community come out like we did with uh, Chief Hall because you're not going to use this woman. It has nothing to do with race, but I don't think, you know, everybody else go through this through. The Mary right. Stevens go through it, this, you know. So we have to pay attention to what's going on, and you can sign up to speak to you say if you want to speak. I signed up, and basically I'm going to say the same thing. Please do not use Miss Tolbert. You know, she's good enough to get the interim job. If they choose to vote for it because it's up to them, then she's good enough to apply for the job. We took someone on the outside. It didn't work. Y'all said it didn't work. It's time to move on. No problem. But we just have to make sure that they don't right. play politics with this. And uh, Mr. Ike, you did a good job at the uh, at the uh, redistricting here and asking some. I mean, not the redistricting, the charter commission asking some tough questions the other night. All right. Well, thank you and thank you for your support. And I'm have to move on to another call. I'm gonna try to get everybody in before we get off of here. So thank okay. thank all the callers and the, the support. So uh, who do we have next? We have Sabrina on line three. Sabrina on line three. Good morning, Sabrina. Good morning. What's on your mind this morning? Okay, I just want to say uh, just a little bit, and I uh, have to get out of here and go to work. 
Uh, it's a shame how our black elected officials, Mr. Um, Maxie Johnson, our trustee for District 5, uh, who once complained about Kip Academy, uh, how Kip Academy was bullying its way into the Oak Cliff area over at Paul Queen without the input from the constituents. Mm. And that his constituents did not want Kip Academy in our school. And he didn't want the constituent uh, Kip in our area because it was a, a school that was performing on the D level. And that he didn't want any other school coming into this district five with district five with a bad uh, grade. And so now, today, Trustee Johnson has joined the party, not listening to his constituents. He is now labeled as the bad apple of letting down 8,160 students for low performance in, the, in District 5. Where, where is that reported at, Mr. Sabrina? Where, where is that information coming from? The Dallas Express. Okay, go ahead. The Dallas Express. And um, so it's now time for us, our, the constituents of District 5, to hold trusted Maxie Johnson accountable. And that's all I have to say. Okay, and thank you. Thank All right. You. Who do we have next? We have Greg on line two. Greg on line two. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Morning. How you doing Good this morning. morning? Doing fine. Doing fine. Hold up. Is this, uh, is this the job line, Greg? It is. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, very lively show this morning. Good topic. Uh, most adherently uh, pertinent to us is the is the the resignation of the city city manager and the reasons why. As you delve into early in the show, I won't regurgitate that, but still very interesting politics in that with our mayor's conversion over to another party and the interesting personal politics that he has. And this is now transpiring. However, I will but won't be remiss, but remind folks, early voting is going on. This is primary season. Primaries are very important because they determine who gets to go against their Republican counterparts in November. So please, ma'am, please, sir, if you have not already early voted, please go out and vote. Right now, doing early voting, you can vote at any open polling place in Dallas County. You don't have to go to your precinct. But if you wait till election day, you have to report to your assigned precinct. So please, ma'am, please, sir, let your voices go out. Go out and vote. When you get paid, if you are gainfully employed, when you get paid, they take taxes out. Those taxes are how the city, the county, the state, and the federal government, that's where they get their funds from. And your vote determines how those dollars are going to be spent. So people will often say, I don't do politics, but politics does you. Politics so, does whether you. Whether you participate or not, that money is going to be spent one way or the other. Right. Please, ma'am, please, sir, get out and vote. Um, interesting times. But during these interesting times, you can raise your voice. You can let your voice be heard. Part of letting your voice be heard is to speak out on things that you are in a dis disagreement with. The other part is get out and vote. Right. Get out and, and vote. vote. All right, Greg. And we, vote. we thank you for that, and you're absolutely right. It's your money, your vote. You need to get out and vote, and 
educate yourself on who you voting for. I just seen on the news where they gave $6 million. Somebody gave $6 million to Greg Abbott down in Austin for his election. He's not even running. So $6 million. So, Greg, I, I thank you for your call. I hate to rush you. You are very educated and you're very informative. But I'm trying to get everybody a chance to get a piece of the conversation in. I got about four callers in about 10 minutes. So, All right. Thank you. Thank you. And call back next week. All right, who we have next? We have Sandra Crenshaw online, too. Uh, how, how many callers that? Well, don't, don't tell that. Okay, go ahead, Miss Crenshaw. Hello. How are you doing? Wonderful. Listen, there is more to voting for a person. Your civic responsibility also requires that you hold the elected official accountable. And I heard you say, we're not going to get into the mayor's business. It is the mayor's business when he spends money that we don't know anything about on a person who he needs to explain himself. Right. Hold up, Ms. Crenshaw. I I was saying, maybe I need to clarify myself. I'm not, I say I'm not going to get into his personal because of his children and his wife. Now, we, I, we, I understand we, this we, right we, here we on here. Wait a minute. Children or his wife. Right, we wait. We have to talk about that. Right, right. That's what I was... I'm not going to talk about that. That's why he had it filled. Right. Go ahead on. Now, go ahead and finish it. Okay. Uh, but he's got to be He's got to be held accountable. See, right. It's just like, it's just like uh, uh, Barbara Mallory. Barbara Mallory Carraway. She served in the legislature three times. And I did not learn this from anybody else, Eddie Bernice, which she ran against her five times, she would always say, Barbara, you didn't do anything when you were in Austin. Why do you want to go to Congress? But yet, she wants us to send her back again to do nothing. I then found out that she did sponsor at least one bill, maybe two bills, at least one, but certainly not not like Benton, who sponsored 69 bills, and Jasmine, who sponsored 100 bills. How many okay, of those bills so did they get passed? You said what now? How many How they, did them bills did... Uh, well, the, reason why, the reason why, and she explained this to us, the reason why Jasmine didn't get her bills passed is because she got up and dissed the Republicans. And they told her while she was on the floor, they whispered to her, you will not get a bill passed. But she did get attention brought to the issues that she was trying to bring forth. And most of them were, were criminal justice. Okay, for example, Benton. Benton has a contract for um, uh, HIV and AIDS, $250,000. I don't know if that's the exact amount. But he has a very large contract. I want to know, what did he do with it? Did he... Uh, explain to people, black people have the highest degree of uh, HIV uh, in, 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 uh, in America. So we need to be educated so that we will quit, uh, uh, you know, contracting this very, uh, you know, deadly uh, disease. You take um, uh, uh, the mayor. Uh, he needs to explain why he uh, gave this this uh, lady this contract. Now, true enough, he did turn to be a Republican. 
and he did not have an opponent, and he may need consulting contracts on how to deal with being a Republican mayor. He needs consultation for that, but he just needs to explain it to the people the same way that they did with uh, the backdoor deals that everybody's talking about with the uh, city manager, uh, backdoor deals. And as I understand it, and as the paper explains it, is that uh, he was not going to get, if he got fired, he was not going to get a severance pay. He wasn't going to be able to name the tie. And so he asked the council members, go ahead and fire me. Go ahead and fire me so that I can, you know, name my date and I can leave. And just like uh, the black lady that going to be the interim. She is the most, oh, she is the most, she's she's just the most, that's all I can say. She is efficient, she's proficient, she's articulate, she cares about people, and she would make a good manager. And I heard somebody say that she she shouldn't apply for it. Is that what I hear someone say? She shouldn't apply for it. Did you hear someone say that? Uh, I don't know if she applied for it or she's just a candidate. I don't know. And let me say this in between your conversation. Uh, we got about six more minutes right now. I don't have any callers besides Miss uh, Crenshaw. So if you want to squeeze your juice in in the next six minutes, feel free to call. But go ahead on, Miss Crenshaw. Okay. Um, then you take up, uh, then what happens with us when we talk about the state of black America, when we talk about the state of black America in Dallas, okay, let's take, for example, this is Black History Month, and uh, Maxie Marshall should be held accountable for developing a policy that did not include the, the community. Who is Maxie Marshall? Max, not Maxie Marshall. I'm so sorry. I always call him Maxie Marshall, but his name is Maxie Johnson. Oh. Maxie Johnson, the African-American male who represents uh, the, the school board. But he, among others, changed the, the uh, facility name-changing policy. They changed it, and we knew nothing about it. Right. We knew nothing about it. They should be held accountable for that. And unfortunately, we're going to have to try to file a lawsuit to get it taken care of because the rest of the people won't stand up and say, we were wrong. We were not being held accountable. And so, therefore, he changes the name of a facility after Senator Royce West. Now, Senator West, I always listed him as the person that I admire. He did that. But in his younger days, if anybody, if anybody could be held accountable for closing Wilma Hutchins School District down, it was voice that. And then to turn hold right it, back hold around it, hold and hold name hold a school after him. Miss, Miss, uh, say that again. What did you say about closing what? Okay. If there was a single person who is responsible or could be held accountable for closing Wilma Hutchins School District down. It was an all-black school district run by a black school board manager, a black superintendent, okay? Right. And he can be held responsible. Let's say he can be held. 
he can be held accountable for closing the school right. down. But yet he gets rewarded with having a school name after him. Right. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off right there because I got another caller, but I thank you for your information. And uh, you're welcome to call this show and you know and get on Leon because he ought to be back next week. So uh, who do we have next? We have Miss Neil on line one. Miss Neil? Neil. Miss Neil. Uh, good morning, Miss Neil. You got about, good morning. about three good minutes, morning, two guys. minutes. Good. Okay, good you got morning, two guys. minutes. Go ahead, Miss Neil. Real, real quick. I'm, I'm hating TC's leaving because he's putting more money in South Dallas than we've ever had. And we I can say amen to that. We have lights over here. Let's pay attention to what's really going on. Harris County and, and Dallas County are Democratic counties. They want to take them over. Be careful of what's going on. They want to switch us out to red. Right. And I'm 100% in agreement with you because we are, you know, you see what they did to Harris County. They done went down there and overthrew the uh, the school board down there and that whole school system in Harris County, well, in Houston, is being run by Mike Miles, the guy that left Dallas that tried to flip us over the homeschool rule. Mm-hmm. And we're turning, turning those uh, libraries into mini jails for those children. Right. They need to get them out down there. Be careful what's going on. And as far as Eric, bless his heart, he's, he, his day is coming because he got a lot coming his way. Right. Personally, and things. So, yes, be mindful of that. Very good show. I love to hear from you. Love to hear you there. Tell Reverend Barnett we love him and we're praying for him. I will, and uh, we, I think we got to wrap it up. And we got yes, one minute. We got you. one minute thank or one call. So thank one you minute. so much. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Miss Nell. I want to thank everybody who called in and supported this show. It was a good show. Uh, put out a lot of information. Y'all put out a lot of information, and I appreciate y'all. Thank you for your pledges. Time for me to get out of here. Thank Karen, which I um, thank her uncle, which is Verdi Brackens, who retired from the post office, which was a good friend of mine. And thank the post office for all y'all do. Have a good day. We're out of here. God bless and. Bye-bye.